Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedekin. We have some cookies on the way. That's true. Both of us have had a very uh, challenging week. <laughs> So we have some cookies coming via delivery. From Milk Bar. Right. So we're really excited, and we deserve them. We do. Um, I don't think I've ever tried any cookies from Milk Bar, although I'm familiar with uh, the variety, because I have made things from the cookbook, but I never made those. They have a Milk Bar in the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. And that was the first time I ever tried their compost cookie. This is not an ad. This is just my undying love. But we would love for you to advertise. <laughs> Send they, us free stuff. <laughs> seriously. Um, we, I ate one of their compost cookies really late one night after my dinner that I had at Scott Conan's restaurant. Oh, I remember when the I pictures. Did, when I did the power move and I mm-hmm. went to Scott Conan's restaurant. Right. Then I went to Milk Bar. I was in heaven. I was like, oh my God, there's a Milk Bar here. I remember you ate like two dinners or something oh or it got two like dishes me. and then you were like but i'm still going to milk bar and i was like oh my god I, I like i know the pain where you have to get dessert even though you've already stuffed yourself with regular food but you still have to do it yeah and it's very painful but you, you know what you got to persist <laughs> if you're gonna be a hardcore hoe pig you gotta keep going <laughs> it's like those moments where you're like i've already I've already diet busted. Right. I got to keep going (laughs) until the clock strikes midnight. (laughs) So, so, uh, so that's what we're doing today. We, we had some pizza for dinner. It was delicious. We're sort of, um, you know, we're celebrating life today. Yeah. Desi had to give up her foster kittens. Right. Because she's done fostering them. So, so it was very hard. Very sad. I had to go to a funeral yesterday. Oh, look, it's not a competition, Rachel. <laughs> it's not. But we're just saying we're hungry. We had holes to fill <laughs> that only pizza and cookies could could fill right right when dick is not enough the rachel fisher and desi jettikin story that's the name of our uh podcast tie-in memoir right when dick is not enough (laughs) it's in like a very scripted old school memoir font yes (laughs) with like a rose and like a uh a portrait that's in like a a brass but it's kind of shattered yeah but the portrait shattered shattered. yes right it's our waistlines (laughs) (laughs) okay all right well, let's thank some of the people who help us do this show, and that is our patrons. Yes. Today, this week, we had Juan, Brandy, Mari, Richie, Gina, DM, Lilia, Helene, and that's it. Thank you guys so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for helping us pay for cookies. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> It's been a week, so very, very happy to have these cookies. Me too. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Wayne, our patron and listener, for sending us the sweetest message on Patreon. Oh, right. That was so sweet. Yeah. It literally brought a tear to my eye. I I got that message right when I needed to read it. So thank you for that. It was very sweet. 
Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot it's me doing the show this week. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me, oh, you're like looking at me. I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Desi, let's Desi, start. Desi, come on, get on it. I'm just thinking about when the cookies are getting here because when they get here, I have to text Brendan to bring the cookies in. So she's got a lot going on, guys. I have I a lot on my you're... mind. <laughs> Hope you appreciate the effort. <laughs> okay. Do you know the name Spider Savage? I do. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you know, had, where, do you think you, have you heard about him before? <clears throat> well, I've heard about him because I know the story. Okay. Uh, because there's other sort of borderline celebrities involved in this story. Yes. But it was not something I knew until pretty recently, like maybe the last few years. I don't Ye- think I had heard the story. Yeah. But he's such a... Uh, when you see him, he's such an iconic 70s kind of sports star, like what Ugh. you think of. I always love the 70s sports stars because it's like they compared to today, they barely look athletic. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like they usually don't have any muscles. They're just wearing like sweatbands. That's how you know they're an athlete. Right. But I mean, they're really good at what they do. But it's like we're just so used to seeing these juiced athletes. So I love 70s sports stars like Bjorn Burt. Berg, Bjorg, or whatever his name is, like that whole era of sports. I think it's amazing. I, I think it's really just about the outfits for me. <clears throat> I, oh, right. I mean, I've posted numerous times on my Twitter, like baseball uniforms from the 70s, which I'm obsessed with. They're very slutty. They're so, they're, they're hideously gorgeous. Like the yeah. colors are horrible. Like it's all 70s, like brown and yellow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the Pirates 70s uniforms, like they literally look like bumblebees almost. Like they're crazy. So yeah. And the Oakland A's, of uh, course. The, we all know I love the Oakland A's. The 70s Oakland A's. Yeah. I want to gangbang them. I so was bad. literally just going to call you out for that, but you already did it yourself. So congratulations. Well, it's not a call out, Rachel. <laughs> you can't own me with that because I love to bang those mustached Oakland A's from the 70s. They're fucking stepdads like they're hot <laughs> i want to i want a stepdad gangbang from the 70s though come on yeah spider savage was born vladimir peter savage jr on january 10th 1945 he was given the nickname spider by his father because when he was a baby he was he was actually he was premature so when he was a baby he was just all arms and legs like he was very thin right but he had these great big arms and legs so his dad looked down at him and was like he looks like a spider right and that became his nickname so spider his dad vlad and his mother fran and his two siblings younger brother steve and older sister mary lived in the town of kyberts california which is a small town just outside of lake tahoe now for those of you who don't know lake tahoe it is a very popular skiing destination in northern california i used to go there every winter as a kid to go snowboarding with my mom mm. and uh, she skied, but I snowboard and it's gorgeous. And I actually went there for the first time in the summer a few years ago and it's equally as gorgeous. I've only been in the summer. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Lake Tahoe. I mean, it's pretty boring to me cause I don't really do any of those things. Yeah. So I'm just like sitting around a lot being bored. Well, I like gambling and I like snowboarding. Yeah. So it's like, perfect, it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect, I did, I kind of had high hopes for it too. Like, Cause I know like Frank Sinatra, like there's like the Cal Neva Lodge, right. which is like right on the border. And I had heard about that. Right. But it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't do those things. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I forgive it's, you. It's not for everyone. It's not I like for everyone. Cities. No. So, so that's where he lived. I mean, he was born 
So he was born in Lake Tahoe, basically. Yeah, he's born in like this huge skiing area. Um, and the Savage children were all avid junior skiers. Like that's just what they did. And their parents would drive them for several hours to wherever their competitions were. And they were really good at it. And when they weren't skiing in the winter, they were hunting and fishing and rafting. This was like a very outdoorsy family. Spider's siblings were good skiers, but Spider was the one with a real future as a professional skier. And by high school, Spider dropped out of playing football to concentrate fully on skiing. Spider was offered a scholarship to Boulder and taken under the wing of skiing coach Bob Beatty, who he would become very close with. Spider's best friend in college was Billy Kidd, a fellow skier. According to Billy, quote, Spider was like Joe Namath in that he was really handsome, charismatic, great smile, the girls loved him, guys loved to be around him, but those of us who knew Spider knew he was kind of deceptive. He wasn't drinking vodka tonics all night. He wasn't up all night. He almost encouraged that idea about him, that he was a party guy, that he all he had to do was show up and that he could win the race, but Spider worked really hard. So that was sort of the impression I had of Spider Savage. Um, I was like, oh, he was one of those hard partying guys. Oh. And that was sort of his downfall. But that's not the case at so all. So he played that aspect up, but it actually wasn't true. Yeah. Like, I mean, he went to parties right. and he enjoyed life. And I'm sure he, like, tried cocaine before. But he wasn't – that wasn't, like, his story. Yeah. He wasn't some junkie or he wasn't uh, an alcoholic. He didn't – he wasn't, like – doing crazy reckless things he did really work hard like he did take his uh sport really seriously right. so in 1968 spider savage made the winter olympics he came in fifth place a few months later he would go on to win the world cup at heavenly in south lake tahoe beating the olympic gold medalist jean-claude Keeley, he had just competed with at the winter games in 1970, Spider went pro, and he toured on a team with his friend Billy Kidd that was headed by coach Bob Beatty. By the early 70s, Spider was famous in the skiing world, and because of his good looks and charisma, people loved him. He was also known for his fashionable looks on the slopes, and boy, were they fashionable. Ooh. I mean, I love 70s skiing looks. Yeah. Like I've said before it's on the show. It's an ideal look. Yeah, it's hot. I love it. I love the after-ski looks, too. I'm going to look up. Keep going. Okay. According to Greg Lewis, he was a spokesman for the Worldwide Ski Corporation. Spider glowed with stardom. He was off-the-cuff, glib, and colorful. He was a bright, gregarious individual, and he was instrumental in bringing attention to professional skiing. Soon, Spider was raking in money from going on tour with Bob Beatty's ski team and also from endorsement deals. He won two back-to-back -back world championships in 1971 and 1972. While Spider did have fun off the slopes and enjoyed the après ski parties, according to his best friend Billy Kidd, like I said before, there was nothing out of the ordinary about his partying habits. He liked to have fun and everyone loved being around him. And Spider then became the richest pro skier in the country. Wow. Like when he would go on tour with Bob Beatty, these were for like competitions where you would win money. And so he was like winning shit tons of cash just from winning these competitions. It's always amazing to me that all of these sports you can earn a living at. Like I can't imagine ever going to a see a skiing competition. <laughs> Sorry. Like, right. It seems like such a weird, I feel like it's like Olympics 
and then that's it. Like, how do they make money on these sports? I always wonder where the money comes from. And I always just assumed like, oh, you, the real money is when you're like a famous athlete who gets endorsed by Nike. Right. Or, or... you endorse products like skis or something. Right. But it, I guess you have to do the competitions to get to that point or something. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's maybe just, I don't like skiing <laughs> or I don't ski. Dun, 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 dun. The cookies are here. Are we going to leave this in? The cookie announcement? Yeah, we're recording. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. Desi, do you want to just describe what just happened? We have a box that's literally bulging. It's like the best bulge I've ever seen. (laughs) It's a welcome bulge. It is. Wow. Look at this sticker. This is like intense. It's like industrial it's an industrial tape like, to get gonna, that cookies you're in gonna there. work good thing we're at a desk and i have a pair of scissors yeah oh my god okay. i would love if we opened it with an old-fashioned letter opener <laughs> that would have been hot whoa. whoa they're individually wrapped okay i want to have well i have to try the famous compost. The compost i have to try the famous one the compost cookie we're not going to eat on the air are we i'll cut this part out and then okay. i'll cut to us okay going after. back to afterwards okay Wow, those were delicious. I know. Let's hurry it up so we can eat them all. <laughs> Spider savage. Let's okay, go. okay. So, Spider's having the time of his life, and in 1971, he built a big house in Aspen in the Starwood area where John Denver lived. <laughs> Sorry, it's like how much 70s can this this get? Just wait, Dougie. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole story. <laughs> Spider's home, or should I say chalet? I mean, you should, because I was just about to say chalet. It's a ski chalet. At the time, it was valued at $250,000. The house was made of glass, stone, and rock. It had a rock fireplace Mm -hmm. inside. It had a built-in sauna, a trophy room, and the best part of his house was a waterbed that was in the living room. Whoa. Yeah. That would have been my dream as a kid. (laughs) Like, I wanted a waterbed so bad. I thought it was the height of, like... So did I. I mean, I don't, I've never even lied. I lain on one. Lied on one. I don't think I've ever, as an adult, sat on earth, lied on a waterbed. Like, it's only been a childhood thing. Like, do they even exist anymore? I don't know, but they're fucking awful. They're right. not comfortable. Oh, of course. I mean, I can see how awful it would be. Like, there's no way. Right. In 1972, Spider was at a celebrity ski event in Bear Valley, California, when he met Claudine Langer, a 30-year-old French singer and actress best known for being married to Andy Williams. Oh, (laughs) hubba hubba. Claudine appeared on the Andy Williams show many times alongside her husband, and sometimes she would bring her children on the show, and they would sing Christmas carols together. Claudine met Andy Williams in 1960 when she was working in Las Vegas as a showgirl at the Tropicana when she was just 18. And they just had so much in common. (laughs) They got married the following year after they met and had three children together. Her debut album came out in 1967 and was called Claudine. And here's a picture of that (laughs) album. Oh, (laughs) You want to describe it? She's like... It's like a hazy, it's like the fuzzy background, like the soft focus background. And she's got like a daisy in her hair and like a flipped little 60s kind of hairstyle. Uh, I mean, I like the album cover and the font too of her name. Yeah, no, it's it's a good album cover. It's very late 60s. (laughs) It's very late 60s. And it also looks like it's very easy listening. 
And it was. <laughs> Look. That's I, my guess just by looking at it. I went to YouTube and I played some of her music. It's not for me. I'm just going to say that. No it bangers? Is, no, there's no bangers. <laughs> and I bet you her husband made her way un- more uncool than maybe she would have liked to go and have gone for. Do you totally. know what I mean? Like he was probably like, no, you need to do it. Cause he's super square. <sighs> he's like the squarest. <laughs> right. So I'm sure he was like, no, you can't do that. That's too sexy. You need to be like, but she, this. but she was trying to be really sexy. She was. Yes. That's what I'm saying is like, everything was like this whispery French little girl. Budget. I guess. If everything. You think that's sexy. Look, Desi, she was trying to be sexy on these records. Ugh, that's even creepier. It's not for me. And you know what? I was like looking. I was like, do people like her? Is she like popular now today? No. Well, okay. she was had two of her songs were on the show, The Gilmore Girls. Ugh, of and course. look, I never watched the Gilmore Girls. Me I don't understand grown people who are into the Gilmore Girls. It's not for me. A lot of things aren't for you, Rachel. <laughs> That's, you know what? That's my phrase of me saying I, I think it sucks. I've said that to people before. I've even said it to a guy. You're not for me? I was like, you know what? It's not for me. <laughs> I feel like that's... Because I felt like, you know, it's not you. It's just not for me. I don't want that. But I feel like that's a fair way of saying, like, yeah, I could say that I think her music sucks. But you know what? To someone else, they might really like it. It's saying... You know, I recognize that this might be something someone else likes, right? But it's not for me. It's not for me, exactly. So, and I, I feel like it's a fair way to diss something, right? Because it's, it's, uh, yeah. And I like some of that kind of French music, but I can tell looking at her, she's not dirty enough for me. Like I love like Juliet Greco because I was like that bitch has fucked. Like right. this woman, I'm like you're married to Andy Williams. Juliet Greco dated Miles Davis. Like there's a difference. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like right. That woman, like when I say sexy, like I would say that this woman is not sexy to me. Like she has a ch- she might be trying to be sexy. But right. it's like an infantile kind of thing. It's not like a hard friend. I want my French women singers to be fucking smoking cigarettes and hoes <laughs> from that period. Totally. Yeah. In 1968, she starred alongside Peter Sellers in the film The Party. Oh. So she did have a little bit of a career. It wasn't like she was just married to Andy Williams. Right. I know that movie. She, you know, and she did put out several more albums. Right. I think she put out seven, actually. That same year, Claudine and Andy Williams were both at the Ambassador Hotel the night that Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. And Claudine and Andy Williams were both, they were really close with Bobby and his wife. So that's why they were at the hotel. And they actually ended up naming one of their kids after Bobby Kennedy. So Mm -hmm. that's how close they were. Claudine and Andy Williams separated in 1970, but remained married until 1975, well after she began dating Spider. Andy Williams said of Claudine after they were separated, quote, I'm not sure why we can't live together. I love her and she loves me. The trouble is that she can't stand to be with me for more than two and a half days. (laughs) What happens after the half day? Can you even imagine thinking that that's an acceptable thing for a marriage? I like how he said it like it's a good thing. Right. Like, I don't understand why we can't be together. Just because she can't stand me after two and a half days. Like, come on. Poor Andy. I Honestly, that makes me love her. Because I was like, did she say that to him? Like, I can't even stand you after two and a half days. You make me want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> 
love thinking of her saying that to him. You fucking disgust me. You're breathing. <laughs> you know that feeling that when you literally cannot stand to be around someone anymore? Yes, yes. Know, like, when you know you're out of love, when you're like, someone does something, you're like, if he burps again, I'm going to fucking murder him. Oh, you're just like in a silent room and all of a sudden you just hear like, just the little, <laughs> just the littlest thing. You're like, I'm gonna fuck. I remember thinking that once with an ex, where it was like he was snoring, and I was like, I will fucking murder him. And then my cat started snoring, and I was like, oh, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I was like, what is the difference? Because I hate him, right? And I love this cat. <laughs> it is so true. I just love that it was so precise. Two and a half days, right? I'm and already know. in the half day, she's like on her last nerve. It's not like a good half day. And by the time three p.m. rolls around. Right. She's like comes out with a cigarette and a, like a glass of scotch. Right. She's just like Andy. <laughs> Can you shut up? You're breathing. I love that Claudine doesn't have a French accent in any of this. No. I look. I know my limitations. She has a Mary Joe Buttafuoco accent yeah. the whole she time. Gets long, I get Long Island or Florida when I am like trash. When I'm being mean. Okay. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Spider and Claudine were a hot couple in Aspen. They were way into each other. I mean, they were like very hot. Yeah, she's and, like, cute. 70s together. Oh, she's very 70s too. Totally. And they're uh, like same age around or closer. She's 4 years older than him. Oh, okay. But nice. they are they are the same around the same age. According to friends, Spider was a ladies' man, so he could have anyone that he wanted. Right. But he seemed to be settling down with Claudine. Eventually, she moved with her three children into Spider's chalet. And they, she actually at one point had plans to 
get her own house right next to his house. So I didn't find a lot of warm and fuzzy things from people who were close to Spider about his romance with Claudine. Mm -hmm. Meaning I couldn't find anyone that was close to Spider that could really vouch for the relationship. I mean, I can definitely see in hindsight why. Well, yeah. But there wasn't even anything that was like... They were so much in love. It sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Like, it was sort of just like, well, he seemed to really like her. Right. He seemed like he really loved her. Yeah. But there was no complimentary things about her as a person. Right. It was all him. Yeah. Olympic skier and friend of Spider, Moose Barrows, said of Claudine... Quote, we thought she was crazy. She had a temper and a few other things. <laughs> oh, go on, Moose. Like, how do you just throw that out and not get specific? He says. Okay. <laughs> what are you looking at? Nothing. Okay. She had a temper and a few other things. She was French. What? That was the thing? I need elaboration. I like how how there's something like we're all supposed to know about French people. You know those assholes from France? Like, what is he like? (laughs) It's like the members of comments who are like, no, we call them freedom fries now because we hate France. Right. I mean, it was like a... They're snobby. Like, it's probably all those typical... They smell. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I guess he thought French girls were bitches. In 1973, Spider suffered several skiing injuries, and in 74, he suffered a compressed vertebrae after a nasty fall during a competition, and this would seriously affect the rest of his career. He did, however, manage to land the November 1974 cover of GQ, which is iconic, and I have provided this for you. Ooh. Okay, I saw that picture when I was looking it up. That's the one I think he kind of looks like Jeff Daniels. He kind of does. Right? Yeah. from Dumber Dumber. (laughs) But so, hot. But like a hotter. And he's wearing like a red, white, and blue 70s kind of sweater. Right. Thingy. Yeah. I mean, that's an iconic picture. It's for a great sure. cover. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it says ski for all the special ski section, 16 pages of ski fashions. I need to get this issue. Right. So I can see all these ski fashions. Cool. Okay. By the 70s, Aspen had grown from a rustic small town to a bustling hotspot for celebrities, professional skiers, and rich people. Its reputation as an elite party destination led a newspaper in Denver to call Aspen the cocaine capital of the U.S. Wow. That's a pretty bold statement. Aspen was a party town, and apparently they had an annual springtime event called the Best Breast Contest that featured a parade of topless girls. It was very hard to search for this contest. Right. Because I kept getting uh, Pornhub links. Right. Or porn stars named Aspen, (laughs) which is a great porn star name. Right. (laughs) Open Aspen's ass. (laughs) Ass banging. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, all I can think now is opening up your ass for some reason. I was like, is that what Aspen is short for? An ass open? Okay. So, um, Aspen's own mayor at the time, Stacy Standley, posed nude next to a pickup truck for wow. a calendar. And I was like, oh, I got to check this hot lady out. It's a man. Oh. Uh, which is even better. I scoured the internet. I could not find this picture. I only found a picture of him now. He looks like Ralph Lauren. He's like old. Oh, God. And has gray hair. I mean, we all just know what everyone at Aspen looks like. Like the locals, <laughs> totally. right? Like the ones who live there year round. Right. 
1976, Spider's skiing career was pretty much over. The injury he suffered to his vertebrae left him in constant pain, and he was getting ready to enter a new chapter of his life. And that chapter did not include Claudine, much to her chagrin. Spider went for a long walk with his friend, Jim Lilstrom, who was the PR guy for Coach Beatty. And Spider told Jim that he was ending it with Claudine and that he wanted her and her kids to move out by April 1st. But Claudine did not want to move out. On March 21st, 1976, Spider spent the first part of his day on the slopes and later he briefly visited with Bob Beatty, who he had plans with later that night for dinner. He returned home at around 4 p.m. to shower and get ready for his dinner. And Claudine also returned home, and she had spent the day with friends at a bar called The Center, which is also the name of the cult that Sean Hunter joins in Boy Meets World. Oh, right. I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Spider was about to get into the shower when he was shot by a 22 caliber pistol in the abdomen. A panicked Claudine stood over him. Spider died at 5 p.m. that day while in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. So just like less than an hour after he wow. was shot, he he was dead. I mean, you get sh- shot in the stomach. That's like, A, a really painful death. Right. But it caused like massive internal bleeding and they could not save him in time. He was 31. Claudine was 34. Claudine was immediately arrested and booked into jail, but she claimed that it was an accident. Claudine said that Spider was showing her how to use the gun and it accidentally went off. Why was he showing you how to use the gun while he was getting ready to take a shower? Right. That seems really odd to me. Well, yeah. I mean... He's like naked and he's like, oh, let me show you how to use that thing. It could happen. (laughs) Maybe, but although maybe she was trying to make it like like he's getting in the shower she says, hey before you go into the shower <laughs> like maybe she was setting it up to look like do you know what i mean like she sh- she set up the the instruction knowing that she was going to shoot him I- i'm just saying all of it's weird yeah i mean it's weird it's weird that that's because like, he was naked when they came no i don't there was that wasn't specified okay but what was specified but how did they know he was getting in the shower he was in the bathroom and she said he was getting ready to get in the shower Oh, so she says this yeah Uh uh-huh and it's a weird time to to ask to have a a gun lesson but he had also just gotten back from the slopes like he would have showered before his dinner oh i see because he had dinner plans with his coach got it so the cops investigating this case really dropped the ball oh They fucked up procuring two crucial pieces of evidence. One, which was a blood sample from Claudine, which was said to have showed that there was cocaine in her system, and her diary, which detailed her relationship with Spider and her thoughts leading up to the shooting. Claudine had publicly said that her four years with Spider were the happiest of her life, but apparently the diary said otherwise. And because these two pieces of evidence were seized without the proper warrants, they were deemed inadmissible in court. Whoa. So they could not present all of this shit they found in her diary that would have uh, presented it as, well, this was premeditated. Or, her, or she, her frame of mind. Right. She wanted him gone. and Or she was upset about the breakup or whatever. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Andy Williams was by Claudine's side this whole time. They remained friends. Yeah. And she actually was quoted in People Magazine from the 70s. And she was like, I have it all. I have my husband. I have my kids. And I have my lover. <laughs> I mean, it is an ideal situation. 
<laughs> so having she, your rich husband pay for everything still like, right and you have your hot boyfriend andy williams accompanied her to court and he just stuck by her through the whole ordeal like i mean he like you know got her out of jail like when she was initially arrested uh she was staying with him like they were together so claudine was charged with reckless manslaughter but before the trial began Claudine bought a house in Aspen just months after the shooting. She didn't care that Aspen's residents were shady towards her either. This is what she had to say about that. If I left, I'd be running away and taking my hurt somewhere else. I love this town and I'm part of it. Aspen is where I want to raise my children. If somebody called me a whore and a terrible person, I would not break. Our house is not a sad house. I keep my hurt inside. Uh, (laughs) It's a great memoir title. I was reading an interview with Marty Savage, who is the wife of of Spider's brother, Steve. Okay. And she did not have very nice things to say about Claudine after the fact. I thought it was really funny. One of the things she said was, oh, you mean her stupid little albums? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Claudine's attitude, I have to say. That she's she's like, just like, I don't care if everyone hates me. I'm raising my kids in Aspen. <laughs> I mean, I guess she'd really fallen in love with the town and I with guess. the whole lifestyle there. I don't think she was necessarily doing it to be like a bitch. She just liked it. She liked Aspen. But why? <laughs> Desi, does, does she ski too? Yeah, she okay. got really into skiing. Okay. 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 At Claudine's trial, a ballistics expert hired by the defense testified that the gun safety was in fact defective. So they were like, yeah, it's, It's this could have just fucking fired. Uh, Somebody related to Steve, uh, to, I'm sorry, to Spider, I forget if it was his brother or it was his dad, had said there's no way that gun could have misfired. Like, they maintain that this was... A murder. Malicious. Claudine was convicted of criminal negligence and sentenced to 30 days in jail and ordered to pay a fine. The judge allowed Claudine to serve her light sentence at the time of her choosing. So after the trial, she left for Mexico with her defense attorney, Ron Austin, where they fell in love. And he left his wife and kids for her. Aww. Desi, she broke up a marriage. <laughs> and they got married. See, it all worked out. <laughs> like, what the hell? I just think it's wild that the judge was like, okay, you can choose when to do... That's Aspen life. (laughs) Everything's real low-key and chill. In 1977, Spider's family sued, but the matter was settled out of court in 1979. I think Spider's family was awarded like $1.3 million. That's Uh what I read. Prosecutor Frank Tucker had this to say, quote, I've always known that she shot Spider Savage and meant to do it. She was an over-the-hill glamour puss, and she was not going to lose another man. (laughs) What a statement. Well, also, she didn't lose Andy Williams, so I don't know what he's talking about. Andy Williams loved her so much that he, like, stayed married with her, even though she was fucking spider and living with him. I wouldn't say that she's, like, constantly getting dumped. Like, No. Although I don't doubt that she was irritated that Spider was maybe breaking up with her. Right. But... Uh, I love. I would love if someone called me an over-the-hill glamour puss. That's like my goal <laughs> to become one of those at some point. I guess I have to get glamorous first. <laughs> I, this from this article I was reading about the prosecutor. Right after it quoted him saying that statement, it was like, 
a few years later, Frank Tucker was later found guilty for embezzlement. And I just love that. That's one of my favorite things in an article. I don't care what it's about, but whenever there's like a quote, like a really like bitchy, holier than thou, yeah, like, holier than thou bitchy quote from someone. And then like below it's like, they were later found guilty of like fucking running over their neighbor's dog. Child pornography was found on their computer. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's a crazy tidbit that I found after Spider's death, SNL decided that this was a great thing to parody. <laughs> really? Yes. And um, they had a sketch with Jane Curtin and Chevy Chase. And uh, it was a s- sketch in which skiers crashed down a slope to the sound of bullets. And, <laughs> what the hell? And Jane Curtin said in the sketch, uh-oh, he seems to have been accidentally shot by Claudine Langer. <laughs> I mean, that's when SNL was funny. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a transcript script of the sketch. And it's just gunshots? I, I guess. But the, I didn't read the transcript. I just read that blurb about it because I was trying to find the actual sketch. Like a video of it. But or... SNL sketches are so... Like, they decide the ones that they want out there. Right. You so you'd have to find, find, like, a bootleg something and who would have that. Right. Uh, so... Yeah, I love Jane Curtin. I do too. So that's it. Oh wow, that's the Spider Savage story. Wow, I'm trying to. I when you're telling me the story, all I could think about was like the People magazine co- covers. Oh, it was great. Oh, I gotta show you. <laughs> like I just kept thinking of like the People magazine, like like the the pun, like off the slopes, <laughs> like whatever, like all of like the story of their love affair you that see. turned deadly, like and her, like it was such, I could just picture it being one of those things. Oh, like, this is great. This picture of her, this is not a very, this is not a very flattering picture of her. This is from the January 24th, 1977 edition of People. Claudine Langer, her stormy life in Aspen. Exactly. With the lover she killed. Quote, he was my best friend. <laughs> Oh my God, this is exactly what I was... Oh, that is not a good picture of her. I mean, she's much... She's wearing a rabbit fur coat. She's wearing a rabbit fur coat because it's like, how can we make this more 70s? He was my best friend. Of course, I love that Jackson Brown is also on the cover. (laughs) And OJ, what? That's great. I would love, I would love like a wall of, like wallpaper of People magazine covers from that period in my bathroom. Oh my God. Like my powder room. Same. That's, you know what? (laughs) That's a really good, like, goal to have. Someone bought me, like, a really great present once. It was, like, uh, I can't remember what year it was. Like, the 30th anniversary, the National Enquirer put out, like, a coffee table book. Yeah. From, like, the beginning. Like, all their covers? All of their, like, it wasn't covers. It was just, like, everything, like, covers and whatever from their whole whatever career. But, of course, it was mostly focused on, like, that 80s, 70s. And I just, like, loved looking at it. It was, like, such a great gift. Actually, where is that fucking book? (laughs) What a... I feel like I had got it in LA, so I should still have it. It's probably in a box I never unpack because I right. love that book. It was so good. <sighs> that sounds perfect. I have to find it because maybe there's some good uh, probably some stuff good for us to cover in there. Yeah, <laughs> with lots of Elizabeth Taylor. Right. So um, that, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That. I mean, cool. it's it's a tragic story. Like this is a guy. He seemed like a. I mean, everything I read about him, it's like people had nothing but nice things to say about him. Right. It doesn't even seem like he was beating her or was. 
any no. even emotionally abusive to her. It was no. just a relationship that was ending. It was like, a relationship there was no, that was like, ending. Big fight at the end. No, or anything like yeah. There's nothing negative about him. That's just really sad. It's just really tragic. And whether or not, I mean, I don't. And really... it also does seem like possibly she was. It was an accident. Like I don't find that to be out of no. The, you know, I think it was an accident. I, I do really feel like it was. I think it was an accident. I think you know maybe she did have too much to drink, or maybe she was even playing around with a gun like to kill herself. Do you know what I mean? Like pretending she was going to do something to herself and it went off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I can see those being possible. Right. Quite honestly, like. Yeah. I mean, what happened to her? Is she still alive? She just kept a low profile. Yeah. She's still alive. And she, uh, but she wasn't like in the spotlight. Right. She just kind of laid low, which I feel like if she was really a monster, she would probably try and (laughs) be famous again. Right. Maybe do something right. Like capitalize on it. Like, (laughs) My. put out an album <laughs> you know what i actually do now that i'm like she probably did put out another album i think she did well you know what music is her other best friend <laughs> she's never gonna give up her one true love music okay, okay. Bye. Um, bye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.